Hello and welcome to a new episode of Seriously in Business, the podcast for all things marketing, branding, design, and just learning about business. And that's what we're going to do today with an interview I have with the wonderful Nicole Ricardo. Nicole and I chat all things kind of about lead magnets, freebies, and how you can craft the perfect freebie to draw in your ideal client without giving away too much, but also giving value that's actually going to help your ideal client and let them know how incredible you are. We also have a little bit of a pep talk for new business owners with small followings and talk about following and being really true to yourself and who you are and acknowledging that that might not be for everyone, but that is going to help business be so much more enjoyable for you. So Nicole is a flutist turned digital marketer. Nicole, is the founder and president of NR Media. And after working with multi-million dollar businesses and gaining 10 years of experience in the field, Nicole's mission is now to empower musicians, creatives, and freelancers with the business and digital marketing know-how they need in order to create a career doing what they love. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Nicole and I'll see you inside. Welcome to Seriously in Business, the podcast for all things branding, design, marketing, and business strategy for your small business. Hi, I'm your host, Jackie Norton, pro graphic designer and coach at White Deer Graphic Design. This is a podcast for small business owners, aka entrepreneurs who love to have fun and take their business seriously. We'll be diving into DIY graphic design and the crucial role it plays in building a successful business, a business that is not only your passion, but is taken seriously by the world. You'll also get to learn key branding insights from yours truly, as well as gleaning marketing strategy and business advice from epic industry experts. I've supported hundreds, if not thousands of women over the last 10 years to transform their brand and design and in doing so, helping them build successful and sustainable businesses while living the life they love. And today, I get to do the same for you. Join us every week for a new episode, ready to fuel you with inspiration, equip you to thrive, and get you looking seriously in business. Hello, Nicole. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I know that we are in different time zones and you were just telling me how your day is pretty much ending and mine is at the very cusp of starting. So hopefully our, um, our, our we're in sync enough. <laughs> I feel like we're in opposite sides of the world. We're like in different mindsets right now. Yeah, well, yeah, well, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> very interesting. Now, you were saying just before we get started that you saw in my bio that I love cheesecake and you said that you resonated with that. I would love to chat more about that because look, it doesn't happen every day that I find a fellow cheesecake lover. So tell me, what is your favorite cheesecake? Okay. Shoot. I can't, I'm not going to be able to remember the name of it, but I, the last time I was in New York, I went to this, um, little delicatessen. They had, you know, like corned beef sandwiches, matzo ball soup, but they also had this cheesecake. Oh, New York style cheesecake. It had like fresh strawberry topping on top. It was so good. But aside from, you know, that one very specific um, location of cheesecake, I'm a big fan of Oreo cheesecake. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Oreos Oreos are just like, I don't even love Oreos that much by themselves, but they seem to just make incredible desserts. Like, have you ever done the Oreos like like, mashed up with cream cheese? Like, is it in like a little ball? It's pretty much like an Oreo cheesecake ball. <gasps> it's amazing. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah I that I'm that. Thank you, but also I hate you because now I'm just gonna like eat that all day. And it's so easy because you all like literally the whole recipe is put a packet of Oreos and a packet of cream cheese into a blender and make them into balls. And if you want to, <sighs> you dip it in chocolate. Oh my god, that sounds so good. I have such a bad sweet sweet tooth, honestly. Like it's bad. (laughs) 
All right, we should probably talk about this for the sake of our poor listeners that are probably all salivating as well if they're also sweet tooths. If not, you're probably like, oh, this is yuck. I want to get into savory. Everybody pause and get your cheesecake and then come back. <laughs> and, and then like, come back the to the podcast. <laughs> so to kick things off, I wanted to ask some more um, more chilled questions to kind of get to know you a little bit more because I love getting to know the faces behind a business. I think um, we always hear like we see heaps of advertising at businesses and it's like, oh, cool, I get to know what you do and learn from you, yada, yada, yada. But actually knowing the people behind the business, I think, helps us to feel less alone in business and I'm all for that. So I would love to know, what would your ultimate day in business look like? I love this question. It's like, like your dream vacation, dream day, dream day in business. Um, Okay. My ultimate day, I'm just going to really go with like, literally like what my actual, you know, dream kind of day schedule would be. Obviously not every day is going to look like this, but um, dream day. Here we go. Okay. I would wake up go through my morning routine, which usually is going to be, you know, like reading a book for a little bit. I like to read something business related to kind of get my brain in the game for the day. I like to do a little meditation, move my body in some way. So maybe a little, you know, quick little 10 minute yoga or something. Um, Then get into the day. I'm very even though I definitely am a night person, my brain is generally working better in the morning in terms of like getting done the tasks that I don't necessarily want to do, you know, so maybe knock out like a couple big projects, you know, those projects that are like, oh my God, like I know I need to do this. This is going to be so good, but like, oh, I'm just also going to really procrastinate doing this, you know? So I would knock out a few of those. Um, and then I would maybe throw like a client call or two in there just because honestly, like I really love talking with my clients. It always like gets the creative juices flowing. You've got so many ideas, you know, and it's just like, I mean, they're cool freaking people. I just love hanging out with them, you know? Um, And then the rest of the day, I would probably go to a spa and do some like good self-care stuff, you know, like last night I just did um, like sauna cold plunge for the first time. So like maybe do that, (laughs) maybe do like an hour in a float tank, maybe get like a massage and a facial, you know, just really like, hey, good job. Congratulations. You did some things today. And like, now here's your treat, you know, (laughs) and then just, you know, because obviously we'll go ahead and cap it off with some sort of, you know, like amazing dessert. So. Yeah, probably cheesecake. <laughs> Amazing. That sounds really delightful. I hadn't actually thought of like smashing in some like massage and spa stuff at the end of the day. I think that sounds really nice. Although my day would probably end a bit differently. I'd probably just go back to work again because that's the kind of person that I am. <laughs> yeah, that, that was me last night. I was like getting a couple things together until like 1 a.m. But, you know, it's like when you get in the zone, you're just like, cool. We're just going to go with this. Just feeling this, like, <laughs> don't make working at night wrong if you're enjoying it. So yeah. Anyway, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. I love getting that bit of an insight into your life. Have you always <laughs> wanted to start your own business? Like how was that journey come about for you? Oh my God. No. Um, I, <laughs> if I were to go back and tell like, you know, younger Nicole, what I'm doing now, I'd probably laugh and be like, yeah, that's a joke. (laughs) But um, my background actually is all in music. I'm a classical flute player. Um, 
And I've been involved in music in some way, shape or form since first grade. So like majority of my life, um, that's what both of my degrees that are in my bachelor's and my master's are in flute performance. And so pretty much from the time I was like, gosh, I don't know, like 12, 11 or 12, I have wanted to be a flute player in a professional orchestra. And so that is really what I worked for, for most of my life. But when I got in college in various shapes and forms, I was doing marketing and Mm. social media marketing PR. I was doing that in different ways, but I had my blinders on and I was so focused on music that I didn't actually realize at the time, like, oh, I'm actually doing marketing right now. And I really enjoy this. You know, Um, it was just kind of like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm going to put this together. Oh, yeah, cool. I'll put together this concert tour and, you know, like get sell all of these tickets and like do this fundraising thing and whatever. Like I enjoyed it, but I had no idea that that was actually like marketing. Um, But then I graduated And, you know, in, in music, it's extremely competitive as in any creative field to get a normal full-time job in that. Right. So I was in a normal nine to five, still taking auditions, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, long story short, I ended up like doing marketing through the jobs. And so then I was doing that for a few years and, you know, you keep seeing results, 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 results. And then finally I was like, okay, like, hold on. Why am I doing this for somebody else? Um, like the, these other businesses that honestly, I don't even like care about, like, I would rather do this for myself and help people that I actually really do like and want to support. And I believe in what they're doing, you know? Um, so that's what I did. I got sick of other people telling me what to do and was like, cool, I'm going to do this for myself. Um, And when I first started doing it, when I made the transition to working for myself, I actually was doing music related things. I was um, teaching lessons and performing with a few orchestras, whatever. But um, I had people sending me messages like multiple times a week, people that I went to school with, like different peers, colleagues, whatever, like oh my God, how did you do this? How did you do this? How did you do this? And so finally I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll just like teach you guys how. So I launched my first online course with literally one Instagram post. Um, and I, I think I had like 30 people in the fir- the very first round. And I was just like, cool. Like, I'm just going to like teach you guys what I did. And through that process, multiple of them, they were able to like quit their jobs and become self-employed. And I was just like, oh, okay. Like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Cool. 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 So that's amazing. (laughs) No, definitely never expected this. (laughs) That's so cool. I love everyone's business journey is so different. Like I've always wanted to do a business for myself, but then watching your journey of like, yeah, just no idea pushing against it. And then this sudden shift of like, actually I'm really good at this and I'm enjoying this and it seems to get results. So let's go for it. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so, 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 so cool. Okay, let's get to some learning now. I know that you teach a lot about kind of um, using free content to sell your paid offers. And I would love to know, like I've done using free offers a lot in my business before, but I know a lot of people, and I did probably have this fear as well, worry about that sharing free content is going to take away from people actually paying for my work. Um, and so there's this, this, there's this 
fight inside our, our brains as business owners of like, do I put free content out there? And if I do, is it going to share everything or is it not? And like, what if no one wants to work with me because I've just given all this information away for free? What is your view on that? And how do you reckon like, is paid is, is free content a good strategy to use? Mm, I love this. Uh, so yes, free content versus paid content. Obviously, everybody has different opinions on everything. There are some people that are like, you know, oh, you can never give away too much. Like, give away your best stuff in the free content because then that's going to make people want to work with you even more. Da, 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 right? Um, so everything I'm about to share is just my personal viewpoint and what I have found to work the best in my personal experience through my business and also working with all of my clients. But what I personally do and recommend is... When you are creating your free content, obviously we want to think of it as like, okay, cool. This ideally should be a lead in to our paid offer, right? We want somebody to do our free thing, whether it's reading the free Instagram post or downloading this free PDF or enrolling in this free training class you're doing, whatever free content it is, right? Listening to a podcast episode. And then we want them to ideally then be like, oh my God, that was amazing. That was so helpful. And I really vibed with your style. Cool. Like let's work together in a higher capacity. And then they, you know, ultimately convert into a client for you, right? That's ideally what we are wanting to happen. So the way that I personally utilize my free content, if I am doing something that is educational, first of all, I think about what is it kind of the prerequisite for whatever it is that I'm about to try to sell, right? So let's say if I'm doing a program, um, I'll use one of my programs as an example. I have a program called Digital Course Partnership, right? All about building out a digital course, um, using that to scale your business, kind of structuring your business around digital courses so you can generate more, you know, predominantly passive income. Okay, cool. Well, in order for somebody to enroll in that program, they need to have their course idea. They need to be pretty committed to it, right? Know that they want to do this, see the possibilities of how that can impact their business, how it can impact their life. They have to have a level of investment in that, right? So the way that I would be thinking about my, my free content, whatever that might be, a download, workshop, whatever, is I need people to get to that place through that piece of free content, right? By the end of that free content, I really want them to have figured out what their digital course idea is. Maybe we did some market research and some validation so that way they can literally see, oh, cool, here's the actual data and this actually will be profitable for me. And then maybe doing some math, running some numbers, seeing, oh, cool, and I only need th this many people in to result in, let's say, $5,000 a month or $10,000 a month, whatever your income goals are, right? Then at that point, they have their idea, they've seen the impact that it can make, they're, they have a level of investment, right? So they're going to be much better qualified um, and a lot more motivated inside of that paid offer. So the key, once you've figured that out with, okay, cool, well, now how much do I give away in that class though, right? How do I figure that out? How do I know if that, you know, what is too much, whatever. My personal rule of thumb that I have found works really, really well is I like to challenge myself to give them for whatever, however many points I have in the class, let's say I'm covering three main points, right? For each of those main points, I want to make sure I give some sort of tangible strategy for each one. I'm going to challenge myself. What is something that I can give them that they can go implement this week and see a result from it? 
because by doing that, it's going to force me to not go too far down the rabbit hole because we all know with our, you know, different levels of expertise, there's so much that goes into one topic, right? And so then we could talk about this thing, but then, oh yeah, don't think about that or don't forget about this other thing. But then when you're talking about that and then there's this other thing and, you know, oh, also asterisk here, da, da, da. And then, you know, you've talked for like three hours and you're like, what just happened, right? So um, we want to not do that. Like that should be reserved for your paid content. But if you challenge yourself to, you know, what is something I can give them that they can, they can do and they can implement and see a result from this week, that is going to, again, kind of help them get into a, another kind of like layer two of being invested in this, right? They've taken an action step. They were able to get it done quickly. It's going to show them, cool, I like have built this momentum now. I want to keep this going. Um, they've seen a result. They're like, oh, cool. So she was able to give me this. I did it. I'm able now to see a tangible result. Cool. So of course they're going to want to keep working with you, you know? So that is personally the strategy that I use for uh, free content. Yeah. Yep. And I love that. Like, I think there's, 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 that you're right. There's so many schools of thought around this and some is like, don't give away anything and just kind of build, um, build need for your product and like show people why they need you. But I think where you're kind of talking of this middle ground of let's give them the results. Let's give them like, you're never going to be able to share all of your paid content. It's almost impossible because like, the, the, like when you go into a course, it's stepped out for you perfectly. Like it's a, it's a whole journey. And yes, you can pull out parts of that journey and share that, but it's not the same as being in that full container in that process. And so I love that. Yeah, we can share something. We can give people some, some real results that they can see that one, they can actually achieve results for themselves and that gives them hope. And then that other side of, yeah, actually this person knows their stuff and I want to, and I'm seeing that they can get me results and that they can help me. So why wouldn't I work with them more? And like, there's some people that give free content and they give quite a lot but even still my brain is like that makes me want to work with you more because it means that I, I I'm trusting you so much and it's really that whole process that I know they've thought through like you know how people have like um a key methodology that they teach and like there's no way you can teach me that whole methodology on an Instagram post or in a few different YouTube videos yeah. so working with them in that full capacity is just there's so much beauty to that and that can never be taken away with free content so yeah I love that, especially that, that that tip around giving people something actionable that they can implement and get results from. I think that's a really great key. Um, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Thank you. And I totally agree with all of that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes to the yes. All right. Let's get up. Our next question. Okay. So what are some of the best ways you've actually seen people use free offers? Like, is there somewhat something you're like, oh, I love how that person did this podcast or I love how I've launched this free before and that just worked so, so well. Is there any examples that you can give us of some really great ways to share free content that you've seen work really well? Okay. So I will give you two things. Um, one will be very tangible. One will not be. <laughs> the first one is very tangible. Um, so free content, one of my, this is going to get into kind of an annoyance of mine. One of the things that I freaking hate is there are so many people online, especially like big names, whatever that, you know, they teach about email marketing and the importance of, you know, having freebies and make sure you're getting people on your email list and da, 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 da right? Like yeah. social media, you don't own it. It can shut down at any time, which, yeah, that's all true. However, comma, 
if you are like creating a new freebie for, you know, every podcast that you're releasing and every blog post that you're doing and da, 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 or maybe not even every one, but even if you're just doing it once a month, that is so much time and energy and effort that you are spending into that. So my question is, what are you doing after that freebie, right? Yeah. Somebody signs up for that. And then what happens? Are they just going on your email list? Like, no, I'm sorry. That's the big freaking waste of time. Like yeah. I'm clearly very like straight to the punch, but like it, it is what it is. So, um, the first tip is if you are going to create some sort of free resource that somebody's, you know, giving you their email in exchange for whatever, do not just put them in your email list. They need to go into an email funnel that is selling them your offer because exactly what you were just saying, it doesn't matter how many Instagram lives I do or how many free podcast interviews I do or how many YouTube videos I post. I'm never going to be able to give you everything that you need to know to achieve that result that you're looking for, right? You, the best way that I can help somebody is by you enrolling in my program and going through all of that step-by-step and, you know, getting the education, getting the templates, getting the resources, seeing exact, you know, getting the full picture. That's how you actually get the result, right? Novel idea. I know. (laughs) So anyway, all of that to just say is do not be afraid of giving people the opportunity to work with you in that capacity. I don't want you to look at it as like, oh, well, you know, they just signed up. I don't want to try and sell them something right away. I don't want to be salesy, blah, blah, blah. Just shit. Let's shift our mindset from that. And instead look at it as a service. They opted in because they're having an issue with that. And the best way that you're ever going to be able to help them solve that issue is through that program that you have that you created specifically for to help them solve it. Right. So um, that's number one. I feel number like that two, could be like I am, like I could just like grab that out and people just play that like that little pep talk like every time they're like, I don't want to sell my offer. It's like, no, you need to sell your offer. <laughs> people need what you have to offer. Yes, I love that because it's like you're right. There's this, please, this funnel. And like, like we um, have to have if we're not nurturing the people after they download our freebie they're gonna like I've downloaded so many freebies and I don't know who they are anymore and then like a month or two or three mm-hmm. or a year later they pop into my inbox and I'm like look I don't know who you are um I'm <laughs> sure you can help me but I don't really care so bye and so we just need yeah. to like we need to we need to have like this really strong purpose around if we're doing this what's it then leading to and can we and then looking back and can you see the results from that freebie because if not if you can't see people actually purchasing your product not just jumping on your email list there's something wrong and so fixing up that in-between right. funnel bit. Oh yes. And that's a whole, I could do a whole episode because I'm very, very like data numbers, like making business decisions should not be like feelings related at all. It is literally look at your numbers and that tells you what's wrong. That yeah. tells you what you need to fix, but that's a whole other, a whole other topic. Um, Something I'm but- so bad at, but I love people like you that are good at it because you can help me with it more. Um, all right. Yes. What's that? What's that second idea for us? Um, Okay. Yeah. So number two, the second idea. So I am always very hesitant to say, you know, like, oh, well, create a a digital download, you know, a PDF or create your um, webinar, whatever, you know, the best freebies that I've seen and even like paid offers, honestly, is like, what is everybody else in your industry doing right now? And what can you do that is completely different from that? 
that's how you're going to get people to pay attention, right? If everybody else in your industry is doing, oh, free webinar and blah, 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 free webinar and blah, 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 free webinar and blah, 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 then it becomes exactly like TV commercials, right? We know that there's commercials on TV. And what do you do when the commercial comes out on TV? You grab your phone and you're scrolling because you tune it out. You don't care anymore. It's not like everybody's doing it. Why should I pay attention, right? You're just like going to get drowned out in the noise. So my challenge is always thinking about what are the formats that you enjoy doing, right? What are the things that you don't enjoy doing? Like, obviously I'm literally sitting here in like this like fuzzy hoodie and, you know, my hair's in a bun on top of my head. Like I don't have makeup on, you know, I don't, I don't really want to like go get done up and get ready and do a a whole like webinar and be fancy. And, you know, like sometimes I'm feeling that way, but like most of the time I just do not have the energy. It's a lot easier for me to just like press a button on my phone and talk and brain dump something, right? So something that I actually like literally just announced today as I'm doing um, an offer that's Voxer only. It's a broadcast only Voxer group. I don't have to get ready. I don't have to put makeup on. I press a button, I hold it and I talk and I just like brain dump to you, you know, like that is really easy for me. I haven't seen really anybody else in, in my industry do that before. I don't know. It just was like, cool. Well, that's easy for me. So let's try it, you know? And like, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but that's like, it's part, part of the game. Like you have to try new things. If you're only ever trying to just do what everybody else is doing and you know, oh, they, everybody has their photos at they're sitting at their desk, holding their coffee cup, wearing a blazer. So I guess I should get photos like that too. Or, you know, everybody's releasing this free download on, you know, the th- the top marketing strategies for 2023. So I guess I should too, right? Anytime that should comes in there, no, no, that should be like a red flag for you. If you are thinking, oh, I should blah, 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 because everybody else is no, like literally like look at what everybody else is doing be like, how can I do not that? <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting. And like it, it involves a lot of like thinking differently. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's so easy just to see that someone else is doing that and, and do that. And like those things may work and there's, there's definitely merit in things that people have always been doing because they probably work a little bit, but there's so much, it's there's so much fun and there's so much, yeah, it disrupting, just a disruption, I guess, when we do something that's a bit different, it's like, actually, I'd really like to do that. I don't see anyone doing that, but that doesn't mean it's the wrong thing to do. It just means that I get to to play around with this and I get to have fun with this and experiment with it. And that can bring so much fun into business as well, not only for your audience, but for yourself. And I think if we're having fun yeah. in business, it's going to be a lot more sustainable um, and a lot more enjoyable as well. Yes, exactly. Novel idea. Do things that you like more. Have fun. Like you big permission slip for everybody. Like you're allowed to do things that you haven't seen other people do before. You're allowed like literally like I always tell my clients the best marketing strategy that I could ever give you is doing whatever you want. Mm. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And it's just, and I think we, we all, yeah, we, we get caught up so much in the shoulds and especially when we're new in business, we have no idea. I guess probably when we're new in business, we have no idea what the rules are and what rules to then break. And so like at the start, mm-hmm. if you're not feeling like you know how to break the rules, that's okay. Like just follow the, the, the trends for a little while until you're like, actually, I'm getting the hang of this and this isn't what I want. I want to do, I want to mm-hmm. like, yeah. Like one of my friends, like I, I try not to have my, my toddler on calls with me because she's really distracting and takes me away from things. One of my friends is like bringing her baby on calls because she loves it her clients love it and it's like I would never have thought to do that because I would have thought it's unprofessional but 
make it what you want. Like if your clients are okay with it, then then do it. And if your clients aren't okay with it, find new clients. And so this idea that we get to build a business that supports us, um, yeah, can be really, really fun. Yes, I love it. And I also honestly, like exactly what you were just saying, I also think about that as a marketing strategy, right? It's attract and repel marketing. Yeah. Like I have my dogs on calls with me a lot. So like I, there are pictures that I post or like in my story, like I literally just posted a story now of like my dogs, you know, so I'm always posting about them. And even in my business, I'm, I feel like sometimes like, oh, should I be more professional? Should I not wear these fun, bright colors? Should I not have photo shoots in ball pits? But it's like, uh, no, because I want to work with, I was on a call last night with, with some students and I was using words like thingy and uh the thingamabob and I don't know what like I was like look if you want if you don't if you want to work with Jackie don't expect professional words because my brain doesn't always find professional words and I want to get the words out there and sometimes thingy is is explainable enough so it's like yeah like if you want if you want someone really corporate and really straight down the line don't work with me but if you want someone that's going to have a bit of fun in business then yes work with me and so not hiding away from that side of myself in my external presentations of myself in my marketing because otherwise I'll be attracting the wrong people in. Mm -hmm. Yes. Novel idea. We are allowed to be humans. Yeah, I know. It's (laughs) wild. It's wild. Okay. (laughs) Another way that I love to promote and I know that I think you love to promote is on Instagram. Um, And Mm -hmm. I, sometimes I think when people have a small following, they get really freaked out. They're like, oh, I can't use Instagram. No one's caring about me. No one's going to work for me from there. What can you say around encouraging people that maybe a small following isn't the worst thing and maybe um, creating community could be a key or doing something totally different? What would you say is a great way to use Instagram? I mean, okay, here we go. Pep talk for the people with small followings on Instagram, honestly. And this is like, I have an agency as well, a marketing agency. And I've worked with a lot of brands who have worked with um, influencers, blah, blah, blah. Right. And honestly, people with smaller audiences have way better conversions than people with bigger audiences because it is such a huge benefit to have a smaller audience because the way that you get to interact with them is going to be way different than somebody who has thousands, tens of thousands of people. I can't go on and send a freaking DM to every single person. Like I've gotten to the point now where I can't even get through all of my DMs. Whereas like previously I would always try to, you know, every single DM I want to try to reply to blah, blah, blah. Eventually you're going to reach a point where like you, you just can't like, Mm -hmm. unless you're going to be, you know, freaking on your phone all day, but that isn't really an issue when you have a smaller audience, right? You can develop those more personal relationships. You can reach out to people and show them, you know, Hey, I'm a real human. And I actually do care about you also as a human, right? Like I'm not literally just looking at you as a dollar sign. Like I care what you think. I care what you're dealing with in your business right now. I really want to know more about your thoughts on X, Y, Z, right? Like, first of all, that is all invaluable market research. (laughs) But second of all, like that, having those people that you have an actual connection with the conversion rate for something like that is so much higher versus having an audience of, you know, 10,000 people, but you like, don't talk to any of them. You don't know any of them, you know? And that's like, just to give you further proof. Like I literally had a client once who had half a million followers on Instagram And she came to me because nothing she posted was converting. She really wasn't making a lot of money. And it's because everything it it was like 
it was basically forced to be kept like very super like surface level, you know, and she couldn't develop those relationships and talk with people on a more individual basis and da 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 da. And like the conversion rate showed it. So honestly, like having a smaller audience on Instagram, that is such a huge benefit. And so even if you're, let's say you're not getting a bunch of like DMs or, you know, you're not getting as many likes, whatever. Cool. Like, first of all, everybody on Instagram, their likes are going down. Like, again, I run a marketing agency. It's across the board. I promise you, like, I don't even look at my likes anymore. Um, That's normal. Like, even if you are not getting those results, like it is so important to just know there are people who are watching you. They are watching what you're doing. They're watching that you're showing up. They're watching what you're posting. I can't even tell you how many times I book clients, one-on-one clients who are paying like $10,000 plus Mm. to work with me. And they've sent an email, you know, oh, I've been watching your Instagram for, you know, the past six months or for the past year or whatever. Like, and then they're just like, cool. Like, yeah, I I already know I want to work with you. Like sign me up right? Like that happens so frequently. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Even if you're not seeing those results, that's okay. Because I promise you, there are people watching what you're doing. They're watching how you're showing up and they're feeling so inspired by that. And they are thinking about working with you. They're just, they're just waiting on you to go in launch mode and push them over the edge, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Do you have some really cool tips for us around ways to build community? So ways to get people in DMs, ways to, um, like what, what, what is building community on Instagram? Like, cause obviously, as you say, exactly that, like having that small following means that we have that flexibility to be able to actually do that, that, that way that we can actually message. Like I've got a strategy at the moment. I, I, I just say hi to all my new followers, followers personally, cause I don't have thousands of new followers every day. I can do that. And so mm-hmm. using that to my advantage rather than just being like, Oh, I've only got one new follower this week and leaving mm-hmm. it like, get to know that new follower. Amazing. You've got one new follower this week, like use that. And so like, what are some ways that you've seen or that you know of that we can build community on Instagram? Yeah. So I totally agree with what you just said with, you know, every time you do get a new follower in your audience, just reach out and say hi to them, right? Like go actually look at their profile, like some of their photos, find one that resonates with you and leave an actual thoughtful comment, right? Not just like, oh, three heart emojis, right? Like look at the picture and leave an actual thoughtful comment. Maybe ask a question, right? Watch their stories and then send them a DM and just say hi, right? But here's the key. The thing that I recommend when you're doing this is I never say anything business related because God, we all know on Instagram for so long, people, you know, would slide in with the, hey girl, like tell me more about your business, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually they try to like pitch you on something and it's just so like impersonal. So I will find something that I really liked about their profile or that they had in their bio, whatever. And literally like give them a compliment about that. Like something that you genuinely like resonated with or really liked, right? Like how we hopped on the call and like, oh my God, like I love how your bio says cheesecake lover, you know, it's like, it's, it's not business related at all, but it gives you that personal connection. And it's exactly what we would do like in real life life too, right? Like if you're out, you're like sitting at the bar and somebody sits next to you and you're like, oh my God, that dress is so cute. Where'd you get it? You know, (laughs) yeah, like that's generally how you're going to like start that relationship in person too. So just translate that to Instagram. Um, but other things that you can do, 
I think a lot of people, especially when they're first starting out, can shy away from sharing more personal things on Instagram. But honestly, like that is your superpower. Like all of the things that we were just talking about, how you were saying, like, you know, wearing the more brightly colored things and saying like thingy, whatever, you know, it's like, that's you. That's who you are as a person. So like share that in your Instagram stories. You know, you could be do, doing like an outfit of the day. Like today my, um, on Wednesdays we wear pink or, you know, like you can do whatever, whatever you want. Or like I show my dogs in my Instagram stories when I'm traveling, I show that whatever, because that's going to give people a way to connect with you on an actual personal level. That is why people are going to choose to work with you. Right? Like, okay. There's a million freaking people online who teach about Instagram and do social media marketing and blah, blah, blah. Right. But like somebody might come work with me because, okay, cool. Like I'm kind of sassy and just directly say what I think. And I also really love like spooky paranormal things. And so that might really vibe with somebody and they're like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I just want to be friends with her. You know, like literally all of my clients, I'm like, yeah, I just want to go like hang out with you and like have a drink, you know, like that's where you want to get to. And by showing up as yourself, that's going to help attract them as well and really involving them in your life too. Um, and then the final way that I would say is finding something that you can post about consistently to also help involve your audience, right? Almost like an inside joke, like how you would have an inside joke with friends, right? So maybe it's like, I don't know, maybe you just love craft mac and cheese. And so you like take a picture of your lunch and it's like a picture of your, you know, craft mac and cheese. And you're like, if you know, you know, you know, or like you go to the grocery store and you take a picture of the craft mac and cheese out. If you know, you know, you know, just like having those little things and you can even make references to it in your posts, stuff like that, you know, but it's kind of having that little like inside joke that's also going to be relatable to you, but it's going to help your people feel, first of all, more connected, but it's going to develop that sense of community too. You know, people will start like, maybe they're going grocery shopping and they take a picture of the mac and cheese and they post it in their stories and tag you in it. You know, like people send me haunted things all the time. Like they'll be like, oh my God, I just went on this ghost tour and thought about you, blah, blah, blah. You know, so it's just, it's a, that's another way that's going to help involve them and, and make them feel, you know, like they, it's like, oh, like, yeah, I'm in, I'm on the inside. You know, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, I love that. And I think some of those things are sometimes hard to think of, but sometimes it'll just pop into your mind. You're like, oh, lean into that. Lean into those yeah. that, that, that weird idea that you had. And you're like, people are going to think I'm weird <laughs> or not? Probably, but maybe it's going to really call to these people that I really will, will work well with. And like, yeah, I just went on a holiday to a different state in Australia and I caught up with two of my clients that, I'd, that, that I've worked with before that, that I was like, I really want to see you in person. Let's actually catch up. And it was just so much fun and we got along so well because like I draw in people that that I get along with because I'm not hiding who I am on my on my Instagram. And so I love, I love those thoughts. Thank you for sharing that. I'd love to know as we finish off, like how can we get in touch with your world? How can we work with you? How can we see more of what Nicole has to offer? <laughs> yes. Well, if you would like to come hang out, I spend most of my virtual time on Instagram and it's just my name at Nicole Ricardo, R-I-C-C-A-R-D-O. Um, I am going to be starting to post some YouTube videos soon. <laughs> So you'll be able to find me on there. And then, you know, for anybody who is interested in spooky things, I also have a paranormal podcast. Um, It's called The Real Ghosts Of, kind of like The Real Housewives Of, because we're an all-lady 
team and we're sassy. <laughs> so, it. you know, there you go. That's where you can come hang out with me. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, so jump over and give Nicole a follow if you have enjoyed her and you feel like you are someone who you can get along well with and love being in Nicole's world. I'm not sure if she really does share about mac and cheese stuff, but um, probably something else is going to be an in-joke you can learn about, <laughs> like dogs. Um, so no, thank you so much for joining me today. I have loved our chat. Um, I hope that you get to have your ultimate day in business very, very soon, um, capping everything off with that spa day. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. Well, you don't have to be sad. This episode is over. There is more. I would love to see you over on my Instagram at WhiteDearGD and we can chat, we can catch up, you can see what's going on, you can see all the different tips. Plus, if you'd like more freebies or more information or more help, just head to my website at whitedeer.com.au. See you next week.